people don't want to go back to work. I think it's really about the fact that people, especially in um, white collar industries, um, kind of realize that that was that burnout culture was crazy. That was insane. <laughs> what are we doing with life? You're listening to Estimate Rocket Radio, the hassle-free online software for service contractors that keep your business running from lead to pay. We want your business to grow, so we make it easy to get your job done. This is Estimate Rocket Radio. Join our team at EstimateRocket.com. Hi, everyone. It's a great day at Estimate Rocket Radio, and I want to give you all a very warm welcome. My name is Kathleen. I'm a co-owner here at Estimate Rocket, and I am here with my dynamic co-host, Chris Shank. He is our Education and Engagement Department Manager. Hey, Chris. Hey. Chris and I are thrilled to have our lead software developer here at Estimate Rocket. She is also the director of product. Please welcome Bevan Hernandez. We are continuing a series of podcasts called How to Rival. Bevan is our guest for the second time, and we talk about growth. Is it better to grow fast or slow? What are the dangers associated with each? Are you the turtle or the hare? What is Estimate Rocket? And if you haven't already, register for Rival Tuesdays. You can learn about Estimate Rocket, how to use it, how other users are using it. Register at EstimateRocket.com forward slash Rival. Hey, Bevan, it's great to have you with us today. So how's everything going? How's the weather in St. Louis? Everything's great, Kathy. Thanks for having me today. Um, it's it's hot. It's hot in St. Louis right now. <laughs> yeah. What's the temperature? Um, today is supposed to the real field supposed to get up to like 106. I oh mean, it's my really, gosh. It's really hot. Yeah. Okay. Hot <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not New England weather. I think we're going to get up to 95 today. So hey. that's really extraordinary for us. Bevan, we have you on to talk about rivaling. This is whole part of the how to rival series. And we're talking about what kind of growth is good growth, you know, is, is growth sometimes too slow, too fast. And so you hear the story about the turtle and the hare classic story. And I, I posted a while back. The idea was it's good to be consistent and fast. It's good to be the turtle and the hare. If you can combine the two, well, obviously we think that, but sometimes in business growth, it's a little bit different um, at different times in your growth. Maybe you need one more than the other. So Bevan, I want to hear you talk a little bit about that. And Kathy, you can comment too on where you think Estimate Rocket has been over the past few years, but specifically from the product development side, that's why you're here, Bevan. What are you seeing? And you, you do marketing too. What seems to be the best for business development? Um, the turtle or hare approach, slow yeah. and steady or fast and jumpy? Yeah, so it, I mean, it's it's definitely a balance, right? Um, you can't go too slow um, because if you go too slow, other people will be, beat you to market and you won't be experimenting and you won't be innovating. But if you go too fast, you run several major risks um, like not being strategic, just kind of sprinting from point to point and, and making poor decisions along the way. Um, you know, we see in tech a lot of a lot of companies kind of went with a fail early, fail fast model, and then missed some really big um, things that impacted them. Like Uber, uh, just use Uber as an example. 
um, they didn't they didn't think through some of the risks of using random people's cars to drive people around in the middle of the night, and that failure to plan in some of the some of the um, things that could happen and think think through. I mean, it cost them millions and millions of dollars and, and lots of lost revenue. Now, so, you, know, like you mentioned last time you talked about moving fast and breaking things, which I, yeah. which I loved. It's kind of this, it sounds like a great startup idea, but you're mentioning that like, Hey, in the long run, you do have to be careful how much you break, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, because you can, I mean, <laughs> we've, we've seen that in our country, uh, that, that that has actually had tremendous power to disrupt, I mean, our political systems even. So, so there's a responsible um, aspect to, to moving fast enough. Um, and so that's where I think the, the whole industry, the tech industry in general, is recalibrating to experiment fast but roll out slow. And so the, the hair is sitting in kind of this, this um, instead of early iterations that um, actually roll out, people are kind of pulling that back into, well, let's prototype, let's prototype faster. Let's think through the experiments and, and have those. And then we can make incremental progress toward good quality rollouts on the back end. Um, the other part of that, and, and I think we're experiencing that in, um, in the, in the tech industry, and I don't know, I'm sure this applies to everything, um, but we're burning, burning people out with all of this, you know, there's this, been this hustle culture, right? So if you don't hustle, you don't, you don't make it and developers work in 80, 90 hour weeks. I mean, it's, it's, uh, kind of well known. And the problem then that you have is you start to run into, you know, burnout. You're burning your people out when you're doing that. There's bragging about burnout too. There's, oh yeah. There's this bragging. And I actually read a study because I've been in places where it was always a contest about who's getting burned out more. And I couldn't believe that leadership was talking about and bragging about the burnout. Like, yeah, I, I, you know, and it wasn't always the top, top leaders, but there's always P there always is people in leadership um, talking about, you know, like, oh my gosh, I worked 80 hours and I lived on 10 cups of coffee. And when I hit the weekend, I slept for 20 straight hours or whatever. Um, and I remember reading studies like, you know, you, culture, burnout culture is bad enough. Bragging burnout culture is, is a really bad sign when you're coming into a competitive environment where the competition is how much you can be burned out, which may sound crazy to some people, but it happens. It happens. It absolutely happens. And, and and we've just been through a major iteration of that. And I think, you know, this COVID thing and, and all of the, what's been going on um, has reset some of that for a lot of people. I'm sure you've seen, you know, oh, people don't want to go back to work. I think it's really about the fact that people, especially in um, white collar industries, um, kind of realized that that was that burnout culture was crazy. That was insane. <laughs> what do we do it with life? And so, you know, there's a John Maxwell um, had a great, uh, great analogy of um, having a, a, a forest in front of you. And, you know, you have this whole forest and you got to cut down all the trees. And if you take that axe and you work, you know, all day and all night for three days, sure, you'll have cut down a lot of trees, but you won't be able to make it to the to the end, right? You'll, you'll, <laughs> you'll, you'll be done. And so instead, 
the the idea is that if you go and take a manageable chunk, you know, whack, whack three, three whacks on each tree, you know, maybe five minutes in the morning, five minutes at night, then eventually you'll have cut down the whole forest. Um, and I think that's the recalibration that's happening in tech in general, we're starting to learn that um, we, we need to do this more thoughtfully. You'd have extraordinary muscles if you, <laughs> your arms <laughs> if you cut down the whole forest. You know, one of the things that I realized living with and working with software engineers for the past 25 years is that when someone tells me they're burnt out or uh, you know, that doesn't, that doesn't make me feel like they're a really smart worker. Um, that is not an accolade to describe your working process. You know, at Estimate Rocket, we really revere our accomplishments. What do we get done this week? Oh my God, you're, you're a rock star. You know, that is great. That is fantastic. Um, we're not looking at the, we're not looking at, trudging through the mud and, you know, the, the way to help our customers uh, really see great profitability repeatable year over year. And this is important here because the two go together. You can't repeat burnout. You can't excel having right. everyone in your company talk about burnout. It, it's right. just not, it's not a way to progress thoughtfully and smart. So um, I really like this conversation because in my opinion, people need to look at the positives and the accomplishments and, mm -hmm. and, and what we're trying to do to make the companies, all of the companies better, all of our contractors better. What are we trying? What are the key elements of succeeding year over year in profitability and growing your company? without bringing everyone down and creating stress and, and angst and all that. And I think this is a great conversation because I don't want people to ever in their companies think that they're going to achieve greatness with having everyone feel like they need to be stressed out right. and burnt out. And that to me, that's a negative and it's not accomplishing anything. I hear that word accomplishment coming up and it's, mm -hmm. it's about being accomplishment driven, purpose driven, mm -hmm. and not just work and busyness driven. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what do we see with a lot of the companies that are using estimate rocket? Are they growing fast, slow? Are they taking the fast growth route or are they planning long-term? Are they struggling with going too slow? What do you think? Turtle or hair for a lot of these companies? You know, Bevan can speak to that a little bit better than I can, because she actually looks at the statistics every once in a while, and then she'll share them with all of us. But I think Bevan's going to say, we have really been very thoughtful in guiding our customers to have both, to, to have thoughtful growth. Um, but in the same time that they're going down a path of thoughtful growth, their profitability is increasing hugely. So, you know, Bevan, how, how would you say we're accomplishing that? Yeah, so um, I think the, I'll, I'll call it the estimate rocket way, um, but the, the way that the, nice. the software works and what we kind of have embedded into it 
um, does support thoughtful growth. It supports what I what I like to call the, and I think I got this somewhere else, so don't I, I don't I don't, <laughs> don't trademark it. The 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 can I cycle, which is basically, you know, to think first and then act, right? So think about what how your your business is structured. Think about what your systems you need. Think about um, what you need in your item templates. Think about how you're going to implement Estimate Rocket then start to act and then check the results through measurement, right? So for our customers that comes out through the reports and through the profitability and then change your approach, right? And it's kind of this cycle. And Estimate Rocket supports that and strongly encourages that through um, what we have baked into the software. Um, the, the challenge I think that our customers are experiencing, at least what I'm hearing in the field, is that these have been some pretty unprecedented years of demand for services for the service industry? You know, we've we had first um, kind of a weird slope where some areas were working and some areas weren't, and now I think what what we're seeing in terms of their growth is is super aggressive, and that can be a challenge to keep up with. Um, you know, the software definitely helps, and of course I'd be remiss if I didn't say that. Um, but but I'm I'm seeing um, sort of the the consequences of unplanned growth, excessive mm -hmm. growth, and that can happen anywhere. I mean, that could happen in tech. We've, um, we everybody knows. Well, I don't know if everybody knows. Everybody in tech knows about the Twitter fail whale, where uh, Twitter was so popular that um, it, it just grew so fast the servers couldn't keep up and you'd try to use it and it would just go down wow. <laughs> so so uh, and it was a little cute little picture of a whale when it would go down um and and contractors i think experience that when people have bad experiences with them right um mm -hmm. you know there are folks who i'm sure you've talked to people who say oh, i can't get somebody to call me back and some of that is just the consequence of trying to grow too fast so it's important to have levers where you're um, tracking and measuring and controlling that growth you want to grow you want to grow aggressively that's good you want to grab the baton while it's while it's there or the iron rail pot or whatever that expression is but you got to be careful not to outpace yourself um, and that's a tricky balance really yeah. tricky balance so i'm gonna you know pose this question to both chris and bevan you know, what about Estimate Rocket? Are we growing too fast, too slow, just right? What do you guys both think of that? Mm, yeah. I mean, I, I keep saying, and you guys say it too, that we are going through a lot of the growth patterns that a lot of people are. And, you know, we, you guys were a startup um, and you had a lot of experience with the type of things that you're doing. But Estimate Rocket became Estimate Rocket a few short years ago and um, and has experienced fast growth. It looks to me, I mean, that's how I saw you guys from the outside, you know, when I was at in the association world and saw a lot of the other competitors in the marketplace. And I just, Estimate Rocket was always booming. And the trade shows, we had so much, so I'm not trying to make the hard sell of Estimate Rocket right now. I'm just saying that it did look like fast growth. And I think, you know, we are having a lot of discussions about the types of changes that are happening with us, but we're not custom software and turning on a dime for every individual that's asking for something. Now we have to think about the masses and the extraordinary number of customers that we're serving now and moving. And we talked about this in the last podcast from custom software to more of a SaaS. 
you know, software as a service. And it just means you're just serving a lot more people. You turn a little bit more slowly. So the challenge is how to tell people we're growing and evolving, but not in the same way we were before. We're changing the mode of our existence and our, the mode of our growth to be something a little bit more sophisticated. We talked about sophisticated growth and not just fast growth. So I, I, I just tell people, yes, we're growing and evolving, but we're spending more time helping people get to know what we already have here. It goes so much deeper than what, so that's, that's our challenge. I think as a company to start growing in a different way. So I'll let Bevan and, and Kathy, you can chime in too on what you think. When I joined Estimate Rocket, um, I was amazed at the year over year growth that Estimate Rocket had. I mean, really amazing exponential increase in, in success, um, not just for our customers, but also for us. I mean, we just, we, we that the the and I and I can't remember the the stat offhand. It's failing me right now. Um, but that level of growth of sustained growth over the last seven years is is pretty unusual in in the tech industry. Usually, there's kind of a, a long slow burn and then like this crazy spike if it's going to be a unicorn. Um, we have steadily increased even in down economies. Um, which is which is fantastic. Says we're doing something right, right? But um, as the product matures, and we talked talked about this a little bit last week, um, the 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 responsibility becomes bigger, and the need to innovate becomes uh, stronger. So so instead of just being sort of this. You know the early days of a product are really fun. You're you're kind of adding features and you're you know listening to customers and you're adding everything they want and just kind of throwing spaghetti at the, at the wall and that's that's great. Um, but once you get to a maturity point, the innovation um, threshold it, it becomes higher. The expectation becomes higher. The need to do something different than your competitors becomes more important um, because anybody can kind of take orders and make features just the way people want them. Um, but at some point you have a responsibility to do more. And I think that's the transformation we're really going through is this like, okay, so now how do we push the boundaries of innovation? How do we take this and all this expertise we've gathered over the last seven years and, uh, and more than that, really? I mean, if you add the combined experience of the team, we've got I don't know, hundreds of years of experience um, in these industries. But how do we how do we take that and really leverage it and do something unique and powerful that adds so much value to our customers beyond what we already do? Yeah. And that's the that's the hurdle we're working on now. And it's it's a, it's great. I mean, it's fantastic. It's energizing, but it is different um, yeah. for people who have been used to just kind of the fast. Hey, add this feature. Add that feature. Um, yeah. And now, now we're at a place, and Kathy, maybe you could speak to this, uh, where we're helping a lot of companies grow. We're growing and using that as a model and trying to do things right here because as we help people, you have to have things right at home, you know, because they say who you are is how you lead. So it's really important that we pay attention to our growth. We communicate that. But Kathy, we're now moving into a place where we're helping people, people become stronger competitors with rival um, first of all, you're competing against your past personal best, but we want people to feel equipped going into the marketplace. So you guys have invested as Estimate Rocket. We have invested a lot in in education and building up your podcasts and building up your workshops and your rival training and development has hired more. And we 
we're becoming stronger competitors to help other people. So can you talk real quick, Kathy and Bevan, maybe Kathy, you start and then Bevan about, you know, the, the emphasis to become a stronger competitor and arrival in the marketplace to understand what our competitors are doing. And how do you feel like we fit out in that marketplace, Kathy? Well, I, I just want to rewind back uh, a couple of sentences, Chris. Um, one of the things I'm so proud of besides our team and our great software, it has been something that we've been talking about for the last five years is giving back to our customers and actually launching Estimate Rocket University and rival program, the vision program that you're going to see coming out in the fall, all these programs fall under Estimate Rocket University. And when we talk about features, and, and Bevan was just sharing some insight on that, and, and I don't know the actual stat, but what I'm going to tell you guys is even our really strong Estimate Rocket users, I'm going to say, and they will, they will absolutely agree with me because I've seen this happen live at events, but these customers are using maybe 70% of what Estimate Rocket has for features. So when we talk about the features game and the features race, well, you better know 100% of Estimate Rocket's full features before you say we're missing any features. You know, and, and I will tell you that some of our top users don't even know 100% of our features. And and that's just a normal thing. So, um, but we wanted to open Estimate Rocket University so that our users can really take advantage of the product and learn it, dive deeper into it, and really get to utilize all the features that we have because these features will make you have profitability, huge profitability year over year. So so that's one of the reasons why we wanted to start um, Estimate Rocket University. And and what I want to say is growing over these seven years, um, as we have done, it's due to the software, but it's also due to the team. And I think, I think that that goes hand in hand. I don't think, um, I want to say that the team is just as important as the software itself. So at the end of the day, you you know, we are being compared to these other companies. And I feel that Estimate Rocket really opens its heart to its users, forms a community and cares about all of our customers' success. Nice. Bevan, do you feel like we are in a place to teach people how to become stronger competitors in the marketplace? Absolutely. I think we've we've had enough experience um, growing enough customers. You know, we've had a lot of people who started out with us and they were small and um, through conversation and early consulting and baking their their systems into the software, we've grown them um, to significantly over, you know, 500,000 to to $5 million or more. And I think that 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 is a really powerful place for us um, to to be a a valued partner, to be more than just software, right? Software is is bits and bytes, ultimately. I mean, it's, you know, it's powerful. We're all proud of it, Um, but people can replicate that. What people cannot replicate easily is the experience that we've had getting people through and continuing to do that. There's a there's a stat out there 
that and I'm going to this 70% number is, is uh, pretty amazing, but it, I think it's actually up to 80% of software implementation projects fail. So that's that's not the, the build of the software. It's actually when somebody takes software and tries to implement it in their organization, 80% of people, 80% of organizations fail at it. They fail at it not because the software sucks, not because their people suck, not, you know, all those reasons. No, they fail at it because they don't make an adequate plan for learning, for mm-hmm. integrating it into their company, for taking the time to change their processes where they need to, 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 to follow that path. We've successfully helped thousands of companies get over that hurdle. They're using Estimate Rocket on a daily basis. Our, our ratio of um, daily active users to monthly active users is crazy. People are using it every single day successfully to grow their companies. That makes us really, really powerful as a partner. Um, and I'm excited to see that continue to, to, to grow and to be um, have an increased value there and to, to give back even more to, to these folks who have helped us grow. We are helping people to rival. That's what the whole rival program is about. Estimate Rocket is rivaling. And as we try to regulate our growth or to pace it in the right way, to we're growing in the right ways for the level of growth that we're at, we're trying to stay in touch with people who are also growing. We're all growing together and, and we're trying to <laughs> we help are. each other. You know? <laughs> That's kind of a part of what this whole thing is about. As we learn, we're going to pass on the lessons so you can grow. I'm sure people are somewhat interested in how Estimate Rocket is growing, but mostly they want to grow. It's their story. We want to be focused in on the stories of the people that we are serving and celebrate that growth, but we can't do that unless we're doing it ourselves. So that's why we're sharing the story that some people are like, why, why am I hearing about this? Well, it's because when we tell you how to do it, you want to make sure that we're demonstrating it in our own business in Estimate Rocket. So that's part of the excitement of all this thing. Uh, when we invite you to rival, we're, we're passing on the lessons we've learned in the fire. Mm-hmm. And we want people to continue listening to these podcasts because we're going to do a series here on how to rival. Uh, Bevan, it's been great. Thank you so much and look forward to hearing more next time. Thank you, Bevan. Thanks for having me. You're listening to Estimate Rocket Radio, the hassle-free online software for service contractors that keep your business running from lead to pay. We want your business to grow, so we make it easy to get your job done. This is Estimate Rocket Radio. Join our team at EstimateRocket.com.